Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, a new season. This is season 10, episode 1. So we're going to have a general catch-up and then we thought we'd talk about sort of simple, I don't know what you'd call it, health equipment perhaps that you can have at home, you know, such as a blood glucometer, blood pressure monitor, things like that. Just very simple, relatively inexpensive, but really give you a great insight into your health. Um, we were we were just chatting, as we do before we start, about <laughs> blood work as Andy's trying to get his dogs to the UK and they've got to get their blood work done. What I mean, apart from rabies, what else do they need to get? No, it's literally just rabies. It's a rabies oh, okay. cheese test. Uh-huh. So what you do is you send off, as I said to you, a bit like human blood work. When mishaps happen, you often have to do it again. So that's where we're at now, redoing their blood work because it's been mixed up and you can't use their previous samples. So we need to redo it. So that's annoying. But um, yeah, so yeah, for dogs, it's easy enough. It's just one thing. Yeah, that, okay. Well, it's, because I was just thinking, you know, a lot of the blood work that you do here gets sent to, you know, South Africa, the States, Germany, Germany. because I'm getting the non-invasive prenatal testing done. And I wanted to do it in a jab, a jab lab in Germany because it's much, much cheaper. But uh, unfortunately, they couldn't get get the blood work there. So I'm doing it here, but they send it to the States, which is crazy. Um, so I'm just hoping like, you know, with your dogs that the sample doesn't go go missing. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I had it once sent away from here. I can't remember what we said to it. Messed up. Oh, don't tell me that. But, yeah, the lab, the lab did. Yeah. You know, pay me, so that's why I tend to keep to the UK because you know it's not you know all these places. It's like who's handling it in the middle? Yeah. And, you know, someone forgets to pull it on the trolley and leave it out. In yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, true. But yeah, imagine we do lots of it. So I imagine there's some you know it, it works generally. I think it's just. Yeah, I I really hope so. I don't. I mean, I don't know how many women do it because it's it's really ridiculously expensive. Yeah. But maybe if there's just like one, they're like VIP blood sample. Well, that they sit to the the pilot. <laughs> straight yeah, go to the states. It's, also, <laughs> it's crazy that it's cheaper to do it with a company abroad than here, and they still send it abroad. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean it's hundred euros. Pretty much yeah, like, more, yeah, not. But it is going to the yeah, states. But uh, anyway, it, it can't really delay too long because, I mean, ideally, again, like we were discussing, if you find out that the fetus has some horrible, you know, genetic abnormality, you know, yeah. like you say, you've got to make a decision. And like, because by the time it gets back, ten to fourteen weeks, that will be week seventeen. So that's. Yeah. quite yeah. far along um, growing but we'll also find out the gender which I'm really excited about um, that's, that's, that's a fun bit that to me will keep me going through the, the weight um, and then not the hand that taught me how to look at the ultrasound oh really yeah. oh so, so, so. here we can hit tips um, turtle versus hamburger but um but yeah, it was, I found it really exciting when we found out, you know, Kai was. You know, a yeah. lot of people I know don't want to know, but I think it's easy to prepare. Yeah, I'm, I'm either. I'm enjoying being. Oh, I don't mind. I didn't, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, just guess matter what sector was. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't mind what it is, but I really want to know. And because the, the scan, the week 20 scan is when, you, you know, Dr. Hander will be looking at it, but we will get the blood work back before then. Yeah. Um, so and everyone's like, oh, are you doing a gender reveal? I'm like, Huh? It's like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> American. Uh, I'm like, what, what I'll do okay. is... No one cares. 
This is what people don't realise. People don't care. They just want an excuse to go to sort of have a barbecue or party at someone's house and the gender reveal. They don't uh, care what your baby is because it's not their baby. It's only me and uh, I know you know Tagana, we're, we're having a bet. Yeah. But other than that... Yeah, um, that's a bit of fun. Yeah, it's... yeah no, well, put, put, your, put your bets in, Andy. Yeah. Everyone's saying a boy. Um, it's like, hmm. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> what I think I'll do, because I'll obviously see the paperwork first, because it'll get emailed to me. So then I, uh, I might just film Leon trying to guess or right, something. I need to ask some questions then to work this out. Because okay, <laughs> all right. I have a theory, you know, about okay. if you were an- feeling anxious, generally, you, you were suffering from a bit of anxiety at the time of conception, mm. yeah. more likely to be a girl. Okay. There's apparently there's some science behind this. Yeah. If you were a bit more, you know, if you were generally in your day-to-day life, happy and chilled, more likely to be a boy. So, mm. <laughs> I don't know. That's that. That's she's a been tough one. Yeah, I would There's say. There's biological fit reasons to that. Okay. She's, she's half anxious. Half... Did you just speed of um, speed of semen versus the hostileness of the environment? Which which X Y is some yeah. Y is the three A's. So. There is uh, there is some science behind that. Whether it's a bit like everything, whether it's yeah. going to be debunked or yeah. it has been debunked, I don't know. But well, that that one's better than what the ring that goes. Oh yeah, it's definitely oh, trust me, it's better than the old wives' tale. There's a little bit of science there. Which one? I don't know. Oh no no no! Our friend was telling me that you put like a ring, and it, if it goes clockwise, it's yeah, a garbage. There's so many. There's so many little. I, I was like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's like, if you have bad skin, it's a boy. If you have nausea, it's a... they think... all like. There's a lot of contradictions across cultures. Yeah, I think with so... the first one, it's hard to tell. If it was number two, and yeah, it was and, op- like yeah, similar, similar symptoms or opposite, then it's like okay, now I can I can guess a bit. But number one, it's like hmm, could be we either. <laughs> yeah, but then now yeah. you've got me thinking about the anxiety one. I. I don't know. It's a hard. Yeah, that, uh, it's a hard one. Yeah. Like generally, there was a study and it showed women who suffer from generally from anxiety or depression yeah. and, and a lot of stress-related disorders at time of conception generally have girls. Mm. No, well, not, I mean, I was not. I was more anxious, but I usually put that just down to thyroid, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and your teeth. Uh, and tea, yeah, yeah caffeine. Right, I'm going to put my money on the girl. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> we'll see. All right, well, yeah, hopefully... Let's see who's right. Yeah. Well, I'm going for the blood work tomorrow. Um, so 10, 10 to 14... Well, maybe if it's only my sample, they'll do it quickly, which would be great. No, let's hope. I, I really hope so, because yeah. that's... Yeah, I mean, it, and the reason it's so expensive here is because they do the whole comprehensive analysis. The one in Germany, you could get like different packages, pick, yeah. which was quite good. Like you could just do like yeah. trisomy 18, 13, 21, which, which is Downs, Edwards and Pateau syndrome. Which they say you, you have to do that one anyway. Well, you don't have to, but, but like it's if the you're one, over <laughs> yeah, it's 35, the one... then main one for yeah and i mean they can kind of rule that out Mm. at that 12 week scan but it's not a hundred percent so i i I like did a a poll on instagram i was like so who you know did you get it was it worth it and like most of the women were like if you can afford it get it just for your peace of mind uh it's it's worth getting so yeah we there's always yeah, and I don't know. You guys have this conversation. You have that conversation about where your where your sort of line is because certain conditions that you come back, yeah, you know, are generally fine to live with and easy to care for, and then there's others that are just you know, yeah, not uh, quality of life. It's not worth it. Yeah. Quality of life for them or for you mm. as the parents as well, and just yeah. like the system, like. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend and she was like, yeah, like even Down syndrome here would be difficult. You know, some places it's just more set up for it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, I think there's so much anxiety oh, yeah, anyway in pregnancy. I don't think you could, <laughs> there's all these other things as well that you, you worry about. It's but good conversation to have, even though I guess not many people talk about it because they're, 
Yeah, it's a hard it's decision to make. Like, I talk yeah. about it, like, you know, mm. when, you know, it's when not we were a... pregnant with Kaya. And, yeah. You know, like, right. Because there was a slight... She got scared by... We changed the OBGY after this. Yeah. Mm. She got scared because they said... So it came up in a blood test. But it was like, because she had a... She had a slight infection when the blood test was taken. And it got a bit spun out of... Yeah. Uh, by the OBGY talking about maybe, you know, well, maybe we should terminate the birth because it could come back as this, that, the other. And we're like, what? It's like, yeah. It, it, yeah, you've seen Kaya, so, yeah. What age was, like, how far? That was really, that's quite early on, to okay. be fair. Yeah. Um, we ended up going to switching from Dr. Carvalho and switched to P.S. Patel. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so that for us was, uh, you know, so we have yeah. a general conversation. I can't remember, you know, the, the whole the whole details on it. But there was a, you know, some routine blood tests early on, and mm. you know, just starting alarm, you know, stressing us out. I think. <laughs> but we, but yeah. because of that, we had a conversation. Yeah. And we're like, well, you know, where, where, you know, where do we decide? But then, you know, we went to a different doctor, got a second opinion, and he was like. Yeah, because so that's pretty always, weighty to be is. throwing out like, yeah, terminate. <laughs> and, like, oh, honestly, if that's, what? If that's what she said. No, you know, you might have to have a conversation <gasps> about that. Yeah, she's saying we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we get some more tests done, but yeah, it's, it's like wow. Yeah, well, I think a good moral of that story is yeah, don't be scared to get a second opinion or exactly. move around looking for a different OB who fits more <laughs> with you exactly. know your your values. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, that's. Yeah, that's tough. Um, well, I mean, that that could lead quite well into one of the first <laughs> bits of equipment that you can have at home, which is a blood pressure monitor, because I had to do that three times a week because I have white coat syndrome, um, which just means that if, if a doctor or I'm in a doctor's sort of an office, it's just always high and quite a few people have that. <laughs> um, and I th- but you can even have it at home, and this is what people don't realise. Yes, yes, you when can. You're doing, especially if you're not used to taking your blood pressure, you're stressed. And if you think you're going to have a high blood pressure reading, you are more likely to have yeah. a high blood pressure reading. <laughs> That's um, crazy. It's, yeah. it's, it's so true. And so I had to do it three times a day. And it really did... It, it did help like at the end like you could see by my pulse, not necessarily the blood pressure, but by the pulse... Like I it used to be like over 100 when I would do it and I could get it down to sort of 70, 80 just by just, you know, just the more you do something, you know, you just get you get a bit more relaxed with it. Um, what were we told was the import, most important one? Yeah. So, so the most important one is the diastolic. Yeah. You, that's the one that you read. So that's the the blood, the pressure of the blood going back. No power. Sorry, we just had a power cut, which is typical. We have turned our generator on. Um, but I think we were talking about diastolic blood pressure. So that's the return of the blood. Measuring the return, measuring, sorry, measuring the pressure of the blood returning to the heart. I think that's right. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So generally when you take it, you you a sort of a normal blood pressure is 120 over 80 um and they normally recommend that you know you've been sitting for a while you're relaxed as you can be um and i mean i guess if you're overseas it's easy to get them on amazon for what like 30 40 bucks uh yeah i i got a funny story so i ordered one here online <laughs> off jumia uh, and they sent me alcohol swabs yeah i opened it i was like this is very small and this, this is some kind of newfangled uh blood pressure machine <laughs> it was a pack of alcohol swabs it was so yeah, it was so bizarre anyway i got another one and you just follow the instructions it really is super easy um i think that one was Five thousand shillings. Five, yeah. yeah, and you know, just you know, I I really think like f- for most of the listeners here, you are into fitness, into bodybuilding. Maybe you compete. I would just say it's like one of those must-haves. It's just yeah, affordable. You don't have to do it like me three times a day. I don't need to do that now because it's okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, just you know, now and then, 
I mean, Andy, you've got one, don't you? I, I, you know, yeah. yeah. So I have, you know, I actually prefer to do it multiple times at the same multiple times a day. So generally, it's good. I always think it's good to do it first thing in the morning, last thing at night. Mm-hmm. Because your blood pressure does change. Like first thing in the morning, it should be a little higher. You know, uh, uh, the, uh, Dean, not Dean. Um, told me, you know, expect to see slightly higher readings. Mm. And then, so I take an evening one, which it should be slightly lower. Mm-hmm. That's about they suggest for day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just see, you can plot that, like, over, you don't have to necessarily do it, you know, initially every day is good, because you'll see, that's, a lot of that's just get used to, as we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, white coat syndrome. You know, once you're chilled and find it easy to use, it's not on paid to set it up. You know, you've got your little spot. Yeah. But you can just chart it, see... And see, you know, even if it's like once every other day, it's just good to see, as we say, no one reading is something you, you know, you, you tie your flag to. But if you can see trends, that's what you're looking for, you know. Generally, you don't want to see it going really up and down. If you, for instance, and see cards, you know, hopefully you get a slight blood pressure. Just as you're, you know, you get a bit more, you know, a uh, bit more sort of, you know, fit, fitness increases, the past reduces, you're, yeah, you know, oh, um, reading. And is, sorry, could we interrupt you a second that yeah. you really broke up a lot there? Could you sort of, uh, no, it's, 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 it's our side, yeah, of course. After the power. Uh, after the power's gone, it's really bad. Mm. Um, could you just yeah. do that in I'll a nutshell? It, yeah. yeah. So, as I was saying, the heating, or if you are non-competing and you're losing weight, what you will should see is that the blood pressure is, trends downwards. Mm. So, as you get fitter, as your heart you know gets fitter and your body mass reduces, there's less need for heart to you know push you know pushes hard. So. Um, you know, so you'll see a downward trend. Likewise, for guys competing in the off season, you'll see a downward trend. But you don't want to see a massive upward trend, and you don't want to see a massive downward trend. It should be gradual, gradual, yeah, yeah, and marginal. We're not talking big jumps, you know, because what happens is if you suddenly get a loss in blood pressure or low blood pressure, you get dizzy and fall over. Not even, you know, you know, anyone who's, you know taking certain meds at lower blood pressure, like well might have a side effect at lower blood pressure. You know, some you know, some painkillers. Mm. You, you stand up too quickly and you have to sit down, you know. Um, so and the other thing to note is generally women have lower blood pressures, generally. Men um, certain demographic of women, like women from generally have um, if they're fit and happy, will be lower blood pressure. From where? Sorry, Andy? Uh, the Indian continent. So, the greater India area. So, India, okay. Pakistan, Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. If they're fit and healthy, they should have a... Have generally... Um, so, there's everything else as well. Hmm. Uh, and that's just a genetic thing. Yeah. It's, you know, been studied. So... Um, but yeah, as as the main thing is, sorry, yeah, it's just the internet is bad, so I'm trying to do everything to help <laughs> stabilize. No worries. Um, but yeah, so as I say, trends are better than one-off readings, and then being able to notice trends. So initially, mm-hmm. once every day, do a couple of times a day, and then after that. Maybe every other day, and start. You can even then do every third day. Yeah. No, that's that's all really interesting, Andy. Especially like just being aware that in the morning it could be a bit higher. Um, And I did notice that, and I was like, oh gosh, is this you know, (laughs) you know, is there something wrong with me? (laughs) But you know, if you know if you know what to expect, it's really good. And and I think again like yeah if you're competing or if you're going into a maintenance off season that's a really good time to 
you know, keep an eye on it as you are putting on weight. And then a lot of people just, you know, slash cardio completely. And again, that's, a, you know, why, you know, cardio is good for your heart health. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really make an effort to do my two sessions a week because, you know, high blood pressure is a thing, especially later on in in pregnancy. And, yeah, so I just think, you know, if you you can save up a couple of months, get yourself a blood pressure monitor and just do that. And I think, yeah, make yourself a little spreadsheet graph, whatever you like, but yeah, don't, don't just take a one off. And I mean, again, doing it three times a day was very interesting because sometimes I would do it mid morning after I'd been like doing client check-ins or, or programming in it, you know, I kind of get into it and it would sometimes be a bit higher. And then you can really tell like if you've had your caffeine that makes such a big difference. So, you know, if you're a caffeine addict, it, it, it can impact it. So it can just, it can just, just make you more aware. And I did notice like the weeks that I felt more anxious, my blood pressure was on average higher, which I found really interesting. And I like don't see myself as a stressed person, but you know, your statistics, blood work, whatever, can show you a different story. And so what I would do is I, I can't journal, that doesn't work for me. Meditating doesn't work for me, but breath work really does. Like just because I, you know, if you have a smartwatch or something, you can see your heart rate coming down if you if you do that breath work. And it made me do that multiple times in the day and just, just made me so aware of before when I wouldn't even notice if I was stressed. I was like, oh, oh no, you, you are getting a bit stressed by this and just bringing that self-awareness. So it, it did teach me a lot. So I think it's, yeah, if you're, if you're someone who enjoys tracking, tracking your health, you know, get it. And yeah, yeah. I think, you know, especially yeah. if, if these things run in your family as well. I would say the important thing there is to also, you know, when we track, if you're going to trouble tracking blood pressure, you should track for sort of other non-bio data, things like how much sleep have you, you know, yeah. how much sleep mm-hmm. you had, are you stressed at work, just so you can actually say, when you see outliers go, uh-huh. okay, yeah. didn't sleep well last night, or, you know, yesterday I had the car crash, dent in my car, whatever, <sighs> that was a bit of stress, so when I did my blood pressure, in the evening, it was a bit of Then you can mm. tie things to it, and you can say, actually, that is high because of stress. If you find yourself super chilled and your blood pressure goes up for a number of days, then start looking at other factors. You know, have your food choices changed? Is are you getting enough sleep? Have you had more caffeine? Things like that. You know, it's it's trying to understand why these things are happening rather than just say they're happening. Yeah, so true. And then also, I mean, sorry, this is related to pregnancy again because of high blood pressure. Like everyone's like, oh, stop the salt. But that is not necessarily true. Um, you know, they've done a lot of studies where, and actually low salt can cause high blood pressure because there's a very intricate relationship between, you know, all your electrolytes, your sodium, your potassium, your magnesium. And a lot of people don't get in enough potassium and that is really important. Um, so I did make an effort like after a week of sort of higher than normal blood pressures. I mean, not super high, but like a 125. My diastolic is always, always good. It's, it's like a 60, 70. Um, I, I really made sure to get in more potassium. I don't know if this, you know, I'd have to do more testing for that, but it, it did come down. So, you know, your diet can play a, a big role in this um, as well. So yeah, I think- Hydration as well mm-hmm. goes with that hand in hand. Talk about electrolytes, hydration, yeah, there's no point. You can't even see. There's no point doing your blood pressure monitoring if you're dehydrated. Yeah. Like reading. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, and that's a little bit why you're, you know, part of your blood pressure point being a little bit higher than in the morning if you're doing it first thing because you haven't actually fully hydrated. You're yeah. not, you know, you're just coming out of a sleep mode. So, you know, <clears throat> making sure. That's why it's good to do another one late in the day, making sure you're fully hydrated. Yeah. So interesting. And I, you know, remember hydration is not just water, electrolytes, electrolytes. And so, 
yeah, add salt, like salt your food well. Like you can have three to five grams a day. Yeah. You know, I actually measured that out. I couldn't finish it. It's not, yeah. I, like, I generally I... tell clients one gram of salt per liter of water mm-hmm. in your diet when you're planning your day. So if you, yeah, most people try to make drink four liters of water, try and keep to four liters of salt with yeah. four grams of salt across the day with your food. I I do. Yeah. Um, there's clear concentrated salt solution it's called salt water. Or just you can make a, it easily. Yeah, or I saw there's this coach I follow and first yeah, drink of water he has in the morning, just a pinch or two of salt, and then at least you've already started the I day. I like to put a, a dissolvable electrolyte tablet when yeah. I drink water. In the morning at least. Yeah. Then after that, even if you drink water without, you know, the salts, the rest you can get from food, I'm sure, so... Because oh, yeah. it's just, you know, when you see all these influencers and they're chugging down, you know, Water. they have those bottles yeah. that are like this and they're <laughs> chugging it down. Like, you know, you're flushing all of those you know, electrolytes out of your body if you do that. So it's really important to replace, you know, so the main electrolytes like sodium, potassium, potassium. magnesium, and they're pretty like potassium, magnesium are hard to get through your yeah. diet alone. So like what Andy does, like the dissolvable electrolytes, like... Yeah. In fact, that's my mom's going to the UK. I'm going to get her to get us some because. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they are. I think people, if you're doing it daily. Yeah, people hear hydration and think water. Water. Where, whereby it's 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 water and salt. Well, electrolyte yeah, so balance. It's, it's water and electrolyte balance. Yeah. It's hydration. It's, it, you yeah. know, um, yeah, it's interesting to say. This is why I tell a lot of clients to drink water with their food. Yeah. Now make sure we salt their food properly. And it's not just sodium salt, you know. Also things like make sure you've got potatoes in your diet, bananas in your diet. Yeah, bananas. Exactly, get some potassium. And then, you know, you magnesium, you get some nuts in there and nut oils and things. Um, help as well. But, like, if you're drinking the water with your food, sipping with your food, you will, you know, be hydrating. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you've got, you know, yeah. if you've got a nice balance. Yeah, yeah no, good one. So there's no reason drinking, walking around with five liters of water, no. drinking a day, and then it's... I drink. I have a two liter bottle. Yeah, like this, which is what I will drink of actual fluids day. Yeah. When I wake up, I have five hundred ml of water with electrolyte. Yeah, yeah. Then the other water, I just focus my meals. Because it's it's also like pay attention to your urine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to tell you if you need to drink more water or not. If it's a pale... Super easy pale, to be a man in that case. Yeah. You, <laughs> you could see it. Yeah. And I um, I got these trace mineral drops, which are actually really good. Um, and they make your water taste really nice. So there's so many ways you can do it. We've talked on here before, like coconut water, potatoes. So coconut water. water. That's what we started. So good. I started trying to get you know, coconut water for gym usage. Mm. Yeah, like you know, uh, you know, intra workout. Mix it with your carbex, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. And that's, mm, it's so good. Um, I've forgotten what I was going to say. Oh yes, I, I can't remember what episode I was talking about. That chronometer. Do you remember? Anyway, it's yeah, I can't remember which episode. <laughs> which yeah. episode? So that's really useful if you want to check like your potassium. Um, because then you'd be like, oh, wow, I'm really, really not getting enough. You can see your magnesium there as well and your sodium if you want to track it. Sodium's a bit harder unless, you know, like, yeah, you set your salt out the side and just see. But just I think generally if you're salting your food well, like, don't be scared of salt. I think everyone is scared of salt. They're like, oh, like, don't salt your food. It's like, That's salt it well. You can get low sodium salt, which has higher potassium. Mm. Like, you know, you can get, like, mm. high high potassium, low sodium salt, or higher, the ratio is mm. still much the same. Yeah. Unlike a lot of table salts. Yeah. A lot of table salts is just high sodium, no other trace minerals. Yeah. Himalayan rock salt, you know, pink rock salt, various stuff has a lot better mineral profile, and then you can get sort of, you know, the sort of ones that have been manipulated, like low sodium. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's a really good point. Like, and also... I only know this because of my thyroid. Like so much salt is iodized, so yes. it you know 
I I don't need more iodine. And that's, and that's a selling point for a lot of the salts. It is. Yeah, you see it written yeah. on the front. You know, it's only good so, if you need iodine, yeah? Yeah, so generally stay away from the, the refining table salt. You know, you don't need to go for like Hawaiian black lava salt, which is a thing. But I just get... I just get unrefined sea salt. So it's just dried in the sun, that's it. Because just be careful with Himalayan pink salt. Because sometimes, I swear, they just add pink food dye to it. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of it is that um, you've got to get a good, credible source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe realize they could charge a bit more for stuff. <laughs> okay. uh, I actually tend to go, my, my main is just go for coarse sea salt. Coarse sea salt. It's the best, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, that's just what we get. And then if you want to grind it up a bit more, you can. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, just be on, be on the lookout for those kinds of things. I know most people don't think about salt and it's cheap, but again, it's one of those things like worth spending a bit more money on if you can get, like, if you want yeah, to go. The talking is, it is, only, uh, it is only a little bit more expensive. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Things, you know. It's not crazy. Not like, yeah, unless you go for like, as you said, like a <laughs> Hawaiian black lava salt or even some of the Himalayan salt, so just like price. If you get it from a health shop versus a supermarket, yeah, it's a big difference. Is big. Right? Mm. But yeah, but normal coarse sea salt isn't vastly expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So to wrap up the blood pressure section of this, highly recommend it, especially if you're a bodybuilder, like. I think it should be a no-brainer if you are man or woman. Um, so get one online. They're pretty cheap. Take your readings twice a day for a week or two. And then, you know, a couple of times a week if you want. Um, and then, make well, we're always... Graph. Yeah, make your own graph, Excel sheet. Track your other biofeedback because that is interesting. Um, and then really look to be hydrated, which is not just water, but with all your electrolytes. You can look into chronometer and see if you're um, yeah, getting in those electrolytes. Because potassium, the, uh, the RDA, I think is 3,500 milligrams. Yes. But, you know, for optimal health, studies have shown like over 4,000 is good. And that can be quite hard to get. I can just see what my... Two bananas. <laughs> like if you eat bana- like a banana a day coconut a cup of coconut water potatoes bone broth is also really good um you know you should let me just see what yeah, mine... i think i just potatoes and bananas so it just makes it easier yeah. for me yeah mm. well that's the thing i take this back to like you talk about bodybuilding and we talk about sort of prep week yeah peak week mm-hmm. i always tell them i keep banana at least to put a portion you know serving of bananas when they're training or potatoes in their diet yeah. because what people you hold water if you don't have enough if you don't have yeah <laughs> maybe your electrolyte balance isn't good if you are just you know and all these people it cuts salt but then you know you need you need to to refill your muscle with the water and not have it sit on the surface you need that potassium so yeah so yeah i was just looking at mine like i usually get in like three thousand three hundred and 80, well, around 3,000. So I could up that. Um, so again, if you do get an electrolyte mix, you know, you want one that has quite a lot of potassium in it. So just be looking out for that. Um, that you can also get potassium in cream of tartar. Cream of tartar, I've looked for it here, but I cannot find it. But you can mix that in, like if you are making the adrenal cocktail, so that's your coconut water, orange juice, mm. you can then add in cream of tartar to that and that's a really good source of potassium um any closing thoughts on that okay cream of tartar yeah Yeah, if you see it i don't think it tastes pretty good though i get it here but no you just stick it inside you won't notice it yeah 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 Yeah, so good one Um, I, i know i've looked i've looked i've looked here i think i might have to go to kps because car four don't have but it's something that kps might have yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. they could have that. I want to go and look. I also want to find some gelatin. That's very random. Um, to make some. Anyway, that's that's the tangent there. Um, <laughs> we also wanted to talk about glucometers, um, as I think glucometer and like a blood pressure monitor, like between those two, you can learn a lot about your health. Um, yep. And I know 
I mean, glucometers are also not that expensive. So that's to measure your blood glucose levels. Yeah. And, you know, even if you're not a diabetic, I still think it's a really useful thing to do because it tells you so much about yourself. Um, and yeah, so I think that the actual glucometer machine is not expensive. It's more the, 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 the strips, the strips um, that are expensive. So if you're going to buy one, look for a brand that, you know, is well stocked. That's the advice I would yeah. give. Um, yeah. I got one that is not, which was stupid. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I think <laughs> if you're... If you're doing it just for health and data, I guess you're not using the strips every day. So uh, yeah, it's, it's they're so, initially so, expensive, but yeah, not if you're yeah if, if you're, you're not diabetic, di then yeah. Because then you're taking it before, like each meal yeah. after. Yeah. But you can't get if if you if you get it, say for instance, yeah, you buy one from Amazon when you're abroad. Buy, you know, one thousand strips. Mm -hmm. They last you. Yeah, yeah, thousand will uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, you know, thousand last year. Even if you are, I bet you use it every day. Yeah, last year, you know, a long time. Yeah, because yeah, we yeah, good, good, good idea. Yeah, like when we do it is mostly mornings and maybe just after certain meals, just just to see and get data. But yeah, I think I think something like a thousand strips will last you long. It might look expensive initially. Generally, if you do it for health, it's your fasted blood glucose. Yeah, mostly. yeah. Maybe initially, for the, as we said with the blood pressure, you do it three times a day for a week just to see just the effect. Yeah. your general meals on your blood glucose and mm -hmm. your daily activity levels in your blood glucose. If it's not rebounding, up, you know, within your blood glucose isn't going to that fasting level two hours. Well, it doesn't go exactly to the fasting, but it isn't dropping yeah. two hours after a meal. You know, then there's a problem. So you know, you can take it before a meal. Take it two hours after meal and compare, mm -hmm. yeah. just for the first week, and then after that, it's just going to be a case of as and when. Yeah, because it's it's been nice introducing it to clients because they can see like when they don't sleep well or work's been stressful, and they're mm -hmm. just like, man, my blood glucose was like high, and then. There's those days it's like, oh, I had the best sleep, nice day. And Not stressed. Yeah. And, and what's the thing, though? It's like when hospitals go, call people in to do a blood glucose test. We say, come in first thing in the morning. I mean, you haven't slept. We've rushed in. Mm -hmm. They haven't, you know, all stressed and everything else. Traffic. And, <laughs> and we haven't slept well. And they get a really high number. You're like, well... There's a lot of other factors there. It's yeah, like not, from home to hospital is. Yeah, they made, you know, driving, yeah. you know, finding parking. Yeah, you know, it's all these little things cause more stress. So, you know, it's and it's that awareness, as you mm. said, of knowing, you know, and those other things that go into our feedback. You know, it's not just a number. It's like, okay, yeah. what happened before that? Yeah, yeah. If you've got a high number and you slept well and had a great day the day before. And that's a bit more than why, but if your day was, you know, your night was absolute carnage and you're taking, you know, you got a little kid who's not sleeping, etc., mm -hmm. etc., you know, you're going to see issues. Yeah, I think it, it, for people who do it, you know, for help, it's, a, it's just a nice way to also understand your triggers and what, 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 um, you know, like affects you stress wise and everything. You, you can see the numbers, it tells you what's happening inside. And like with clients, because we have like the we have the sheet and uh, the True Coach app, and you can see, you know, I had a stressful meeting, blah blah blah, I didn't sleep well, maybe training was extra intense, and you can just see it with the numbers on the graph, and it, it's it's uh, I think it's it's one of the cheapest one cheapest um, ways to get health metrics that even if the strips initially seem expensive i think it does tell you a lot a lot about yourself than any other test that's out there especially you know this um because i see a lot of gyms have this weird scales that happen to tell you you know body fat and leave, yeah which we know is yeah. not a real thing leave that Anyone aside still using those is stupid yeah get yeah. a get a glucometer just <laughs> and don't be scared like there's so many YouTube videos on how to use it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. pretty simple. Um, so, Andy, can you take us through, like, what, what are the 
ideal numbers we should be in? Like, if someone does it in the morning, is there anything you should do before or not do? Yeah, so, you know, uh, in the morning, don't eat, but, you know, you can be hydrated, you should be hydrated. That also can play a, a role in, you know, for reading. Um, you know, the main thing, you know, well, first thing, actually, this is something my mum and uh, my dad, through, when he, you know, cancer, you know, he got diabetes and, you know, on the surface of your skin, you have sugars. Mm. So wash your hands properly before you take the pinprick test, because otherwise you, know, you can you can do the test immediately after each other. You know, do it once without washing your hands, do it after <laughs> and you'll see a difference in, yeah. in um blood sugar levels so you know obviously in the pinch you know, don't worry too much but um yeah so what we're looking at is i generally look for ideally a number personally under five in the morning but five you know i can go a little bit over that 5.2 5.3 it'd be okay i'm not gonna anything under five yeah anything under 5.5 we're gonna be happy with mm. Yeah, you know, so for me, the golden area is sort of five and below. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. above 4.5, really, anyway, too low. Um, so, you know, but there is a little bit of leeway if you've had a rubbish night of sleep. If you're getting a, you know, a 5.5 to a 6, that could be expected if you've had bad sleep, not stress, everything else. Now, when you're creeping between 6s and 7s, Mm. It's a little bit more, you know, something to look forward to, especially if it's, as you say, we don't worry about one reading, but mm-hmm. if you get that every day, that's when you need to start looking at what, you know, your diet, amount yeah. of activity you're doing. And then I would initially do that, you know, look at my diet, you know, reduce, you know, carbs and meals, get mm. some more activity in before going to the doctor. You know, and then test again after a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, if it's still high, then go to the doctor. But generally speaking, um, yeah, for me, 5.5 and below is good. Below 5 is ideal. Uh, so that is, you know, on fasted. That's the way we're looking at fasted. After food, two hours, hour and a half, you know, it may be. You may, if you were to test it after food, it's gonna be high, mm-hmm. <laughs> well over seven. So you know, when hour and a half after, you know, what you, initially it's good to see, you know, what foods actually, if you can take it after immediately after you've eaten some mm-hmm. heavy carb meals, see how high it gets to know, you know, and just to check that after two hours it's coming down. Yeah. You know, it's never going to turn to those fasted levels, but it will get down to sort of, you know, around seven yeah. below. Yeah. So, yeah, it's more fat that it is going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, the main one, though, if you look at it for health, is a fasted one. And you're going to sort of, you know, want to be below 5.5, ideally. Just yeah, to convert um, that, sorry. Um, yeah. So that's MMOL. If yeah. you're looking at MGDL, generally you want between like a 70 to 95. And that's what you can do is just times by 18 ml to get to MGDL. So, for example, this morning mine was 4.8. You times by 18. That was a 4.8 ml. Times by 18, that gets me to an 86 MGDL. Oh, yeah. Just in case you... And if you do MGDL... The opposite way you divide it <laughs> and, yeah. and so that's usually like after a meal it can go up to 120 and that's yeah. totally normal like exactly. i think people get obsessed with like oh my blood glucose shouldn't spike at all it it does <laughs> if it doesn't point of it. Yeah. yeah so it's just sorry you, what are you going to say no i was going to say this uh, like just take it over time because i remember well we did a podcast when we when we started doing it and <laughs> you were freaked out. Two, three days, I was freaked out. And yeah, I, 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 like when we're in the evenings, when we're relaxing after work, we, you know, watch Netflix. I like my crisps. And I noticed on 
this is after doing it over time. On the days I eat the crisps, when we are watching TV, my blood glucose a bit higher. In the, the morning. Day, in the morning, sorry, yeah. Uh, fasted. And then on days I don't, it's, it's normal, like perfectly fine. I'm happy with it. And first day, first week, I was worried, pretended not to be, but I was. So. I'm pre-diabetic. <laughs> I'm dying. It's like. What Andy has said, take it over time. A yeah. week, two, even if you have to do it three times, just, just to get a trend. And if you see, you know, you're higher than, you know, if and you're in the danger say, zone or not. Know, yeah. I mean, me think as I understand, sorry, Leon. Um, yeah. When we say to people who want to train first thing in the morning, have a heavier carb meal the night before, mm-hmm. those people compare your rest days mm-hmm. where you don't need to have a heavy meal the night before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and do that because what you'll find is if you've got a lot you know, if you had a heavy car meal the night before your you know, your blood glucose would be higher than your body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really it, it just gives you so much more insight into your health. And again, if you are going into a, you know, a, a gaining phase, mm. I would get one just to make sure that you're not becoming insulin resistant, which you know, you can you do if you're pushing those carbs because there's no point pushing them if you're going to make yourself insulin resistant um and then okay for me i I, i've been doing it daily for two reasons before because often if you have if you're hypothyroid you are more insulin resistant you Mm -hmm. don't do so well with carbohydrates and i did find that and then the second reason is because in your well, pregnancy is fascinating anyway with what it does with your metabolism. But it, when you go into the second half, like if getting in later on into your second trimester, like all the, there's all these hormones that ensure that the fetus is getting the nutrition it needs. And a lot of that is glucose. So it makes you, the mother, insulin resistant. That's why they check for gestational diabetes yeah. later on in trimester two. And what they make you do is drink like pure glucose. glucose. And that test is not accurate, especially if you have been eating low carb, like under 150 grams prior to that. Mm. So what I want to do, and this is a big reason I was looking for a more holistic obstetrician, is I want to carry on with my finger pricks or get a continuous glucose monitor. And so what I wanted to do before I do it a bit more frequently is just get a baseline. So I've been doing it every day and it has generally been under five my carbs are a lot lower i do eat between like 150 to 170 and that's what's working for me i still train i still have energy but it's keeping my glucose my blood glucose in range mm-hmm. and then i was talking to well you you two know flair but you, if you've listened to most of our episodes you'll remember her she is diabetic and she has said like exactly what you said andy like you know especially for the gestational diabetes like take your blood glucose before you eat eat your meal like maybe one of your higher carb meals two hours later it should be near to not your fasted level but that pre-meal level and then that's going to give you a really good indication so that's why i'm doing it and again like taking blood pressure three times a day doing this you know with your glucometer is is if you're in a very specific position but that's you know, it's still, if you want to, I think, be on top of your health, it's so important. And, you know, if you are just doing this for health reasons, just take that fasted, like the gent said, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, play around with it if you want. But I think people have become so obsessed with trying to, you know, manage glucose, that like you're eating your carbs in a specific order. And it's just like, you know, I think we've done an episode on, on carbs, didn't we? Like yeah. how to manage your yeah. carbs, like... Because there's so much you can do with your nutrition, like how you eat carbohydrates to manage them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, your training, like taking those post, um, post-meal post walks when you eat your carbs. Like I've found, like I just wake up dying of hunger. Like it's so bad, but I don't like to eat a lot of carbs before I sleep. Because So I've been playing with what I can eat and still keep my fasted glucose down. And, and I find if I eat like 40 grams of oats, you know, with protein and fats, if that's my last meal around 6.37, I'm okay. So that's why I did last night. And I, you know, woke up with a, a 4.8. So it just really lets you optimize everything. So 
Again, that's a highly, highly recommended one. If you want to get the continuous glucose monitor, they are expensive. Um, Fleur had one, it was so cool. Like she just, cause it was all linked to the, the Apple watch. She'd just scan the watch with her phone and it would tell her immediately. So she'd have like a, she had, um, yeah. I think a, ju- a fruit juice, one, a veggie fruit juice and like it spiked her up to eight. It was so interesting. So she might, she might get me one for that. Um, yeah, they're pretty useful. Mm. I don't, um, yeah, I feel like data. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. It's great. It's good, it's, it's good for that. Like, mm-hmm. even if you, yeah, we are, but we are expensive, so it's not like, hey, let's get this. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, to do a week and see where I'm at. But, it, yeah, it'd be great. And as the technology moves on, I'm sure we get cheaper and cheaper. They're doing a uh, blood pressure one. Sorry, Andy. She told me they're no, doing, I, mean, yeah, cool. I was like, that one, that's clever. You can combine the both. It's like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. nice. um, have to have like little patches all over yeah, it. But yeah, you know, on, on blood glucose, like from a training point of view, what you want to see is when you're training, as you start your training, a higher blood glucose mm-hmm. reading. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to use that, the idea is to use glucose for activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can do it that way as well, use it to. You know, I'm gonna have this meal, and this is why a wearable one would be great because you can say, right, yeah. which ones give me optimal blood glucose for training? By the end of training, making sure my blood glucose is coming down. You know, nice. because that's yeah. what you want. You want to finish training at a low level Look, of blood yeah, glucose. Yeah. You know, not necessarily. You don't want to be hypo, mm-hmm. but you want to be at your lowest normal range. I want. Training. I wonder if also. It could be a nice, well, it's taking it overboard, but it would be a nice way to see how intense you're training. And I'm, I'm sure how you use up the glucose during training, exactly. you can mm-hmm. see it between, you know, I guess if you have an arm session and a leg. And... But you can <laughs> manage your, your pre-training meal. Yeah. And what you want to do is you want to be low on the blood glucose for your post-training meal. Yes. So therefore, most carb uptake is more efficient so yeah. you know I'm like close mm-hmm. yeah, but, but a body member wants those carbs to shut all that protein in yeah that'd be be taking it extra but at least yeah you oh, know yeah. you know it works better yeah yeah like your arm no. days minus 50 grams just to so post workout you at a certain range but yeah yeah if anyway, you like we, data like we enjoy it's data, fun so. <laughs> it, well exactly we enjoy doing yeah, that and just but, optimizing it but it, yeah I, I really think such a good tool yeah, like if the, you're a bodybuilder or yeah, just even, into your health or sports. if you're pregnant, it's sports. Like, like what we've said, if you're into, I guess, contact sports, it's like, why not? It's contact good. sports? Yeah, I guess rugby. Like yeah. Why, why that over? Uh, I guess they're more, I'd say, intense. You're always on the move and, I don't know, I guess boxing and I'm yeah, just, you never hear I'm of, just I thinking. Hear of sports people taking. Yeah, I'm just thinking of sports like mm-hmm. I, I I like and I find. Well, I suppose intense. like with like something like an endurance thing, like running, yeah. and running, you know you're going to be low blood glucose mm. eventually. Yeah. With you know something like rugby, I suppose it's it's a shorter period. Yeah. Knowing exactly because a lot of guys who play rugby at a lower level, not like top flight, mm. probably they're pre. How much effort they put into. Yeah. Their pre-game meals it's... and the distance of when they eat from when we kick off is, and you know I know at the top level, you know, it's probably a bit more, bit more, you know, look at that. My finger, yeah. yeah. you know, grassroots level where people, you know, want to still play their best. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it's not just that you know, football it could be any sport, but you know, if you want to optimize your performance, you want to make sure you have the right levels of yeah energy. Yeah. Now, I think that it's so important, like, you know, carbs are your body's primary fuel source, you know, and you can you can really manage them if you want to, to optimize health and performance. Um, so, yeah, those would be our top our top two. I mean, that would cost you under one hundred dollars for both of them, uh, maybe a bit more with the strips, maybe not, depending where you get them. Um, and I know if you live in Nairobi, like there are. You know, if you go into town, or sometimes, and this is from Fly, if you go into town, you can get them cheaper. Um, mm. But definitely look for a brand that's um, popular, common, just so that, because sometimes the strips are so hard to find, you know, or they go like hotcakes. Um, but yeah, and then just 
watch a YouTube on how to use it. Blood pressure, you don't even need to use a YouTube. Just you just put it on and press a button. It's it's super simple. And yeah. the cuff even fitted Leon. I was shocked. Yeah, the first one. But you can order. That, he was disappointed, though. No, no, this was the. Was, yeah, the not big cuff. enough. That's what you really want. You want uh, my arms are just small. Yeah, just, they should be. yeah. but this one <laughs> at the hospital always they have to look for another one. So this, this was, one is hardcore. Then it, it was nice to see that they put that into consideration because before well, maybe people are just getting fatter yeah yeah true no no it's true it's like you go to hospitals and cuffs don't fit because yeah lifestyle changes to be honest yeah. but um yeah i think if you if yeah if you're into your health and fitness worth investing in those like if you can't afford blood work these will give you so much insight into your health without doing blood work uh, yeah, and then a lot of things that you can just do yeah i think um a lot of people living the bodybuilder lifestyle or just bodybuilders or you know train like bodybuilders or actual bodybuilders all these things bodybuilders do i, I think can be applied to a lot of people's lives mm -hmm. both yeah. sports and just health and yeah you, you wonder why bodybuilders do it every day and it's it's a data and you you can manage you, things like fatigue you can manage your lifestyle nutrition. you know what works for you yeah nutrition wise and uh it's like clear said even like female bodybuilders when you get pregnant you you have your data before or even if it, it you don't have to be a bodybuilder like training and just into your health yeah and you, have, you have your data before so if anything changes you know you're you're on it and you can be like okay this to this what changed and you can and, take it to your sorry you can take it to your doctor yeah. like that's also like i have so much information like if i ever need to take this to my obstetrician it's all there mm. all my blood glucose all my blood pressure reading so that like andy said you're not basing it on a one-off which is just it's just ridiculous and i would add I would add one more piece of equipment, especially for women, and that's a thermometer, <laughs> so that you can tra track your so track cool. to see if you ovulate. Mm -hmm. But also, your temperature will tell you a lot about your metabolism and your thyroid health, because of course, those are linked. So, I won't go into that here. That's a whole episode on body literacy. Maybe yeah. we could do. <laughs> um, but yes, a thermo th uh, oh, thermometer, cheap. Get it from a chemist. Blood pressure monitor, relatively cheap. Get it on Amazon. Get it. I got mine on my Dower. Great service. Get your glucometer. You can get it on my Dower. Get it on Amazon. Get someone to bring it for you. Go for those three. You know, and I think if you are serious about your health, it really doesn't take long to do these things. Like in the morning, you just do your. Oh, and one tip if you're doing your finger pricks, do it on the side of your finger. Um, that's what Fleur told me, because you, mm. she said, if, if you do it on the pads the whole time, you can cause nerve damage. So there you go. Okay. Even though it feels really weird doing it on the side. I used three strips yesterday. I was so annoyed. I just couldn't get, <laughs> like some fingers are just not juicy. Yeah. Then, then your sort of stress levels go up. Anyway, those are my closing thoughts, gents, if you want to add yours. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, if we have any other tools you can add to your toolkit. <laughs> We'll let you, yeah, maybe this is where we should look for guys to partner with and just do like a the broadcast health toolkit. My uh, Dawa patented idea. We patent that yeah, idea. That <laughs> yeah, actually, my Dawa just do like a podcast. You find health, us. You find us some kit. sponsors in the UK, Andy. Yeah, yeah, like a. Because it is More a health. It, it is a health kit. You just yeah brand it you nicely. Have, yeah. And, yeah. So anyway, it's hmm. an idea. <laughs> Don't steal the idea or don't, don't get to this part of the podcast. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. gosh. Anyway. Anyway, I hope, I hope this has been helpful. If you have questions, um, we have a whole podcast on <clears throat> how to use the uh, glucometer and a whole episode with Fleur on, on diabetes. I guess um, we... And it's, you know, especially if it runs in your family as well, like, I think it's worth doing. Um and yeah just you know because you can tell if you're becoming pre-diabetic yeah it's a simple it's, it's, it's just such a pro being proactive so i'm trying to say be proactive about your health yeah with the lifestyle changes now you know working in the office I, I think everyone should just do it anyway yeah 
And yeah, don't be afraid to go into your family history. It, it's, it's another important. Yeah. tells you a lot. So don't be yeah. afraid. I mean, that's why you started, isn't it, Andy? Hmm? Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah, family history is also another thing that will tell you a lot about what you need to watch out for. So. So it's not like you have to wait for you know if someone yeah. if it, someone in your family has high blood pressure, diabetes, and you're like oh it's inevitable. Yeah. There's so much you can do. Again, like be proactive. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess that's right. it. Yeah, well, I think we'll round that up. <laughs> yeah, that's your that's homework for the week for everyone. Just go into your family history, and yeah, find out does doesn't hurt and yeah. All right. That's good. See everyone in the next episode. Love it.